3: Hey there, it's Nerd the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 257. Uh, premiering on the Nerdist Channel on September 15th is a show that I'm super excited about called Nerd Turns. It's our actual interns from our Nerd Melt uh, showroom, our little theater space at Meltdown Comics... They, these are the actual interns, we gave them some money, they wrote, directed, edited, produced, everything, uh, this kind of Larry Sanders-esque uh, version of their lives as interns at Meltdown, and the show is fucking hilarious, and I love them all so much, so super fun show, um, check it out, it's called Nerd Turns, and by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be up, that's over at youtube.com slash Nerdist. Uh, I would like to thank Carbonite for being a sponsor of the Nerdist podcast, online backup, it's automatic. It's secure. It's for your home or your small business computer. It doesn't matter what you're doing with the computer. It's going to back up your files. It doesn't judge you whether you're using it for home or your small business. start started just $59 a year. Uh, and then you back up all your files. So you, ab- ab- you can actually access all of your files from anywhere, and then if something disastrous happens uh, and your hard drive uh, crashes or whatever, it doesn't matter, you can laugh in the face, you can pull your hard drive out of your uh, units and then just laugh at it and then spit in its metal face and say, I don't need you because I saved everything to carbonite, so suck it, hard drive, and then you should probably have issues um, where you go talk to a psychotherapist because you're yelling at inanimate objects. I did. So it's Carbonite, go to Carbonite.com, you're going to get two free bonus months with a purchase using the offer code NERDIST. Again, plans start at $59 a year, Carbonite.com, use the offer code NERDIST. This episode is Michael Dorn. We've almost collected the entire uh, cast of Star Trek The Next Generation, Uh, and, and and Dorn was great really wonderful guy, and he's, he has a wonderful, mellifluous voice, which I'm sure you're aware of if you listen to this podcast. You've probably seen Star Trek The Next Generation. If not, I'm not judging you. Matt Myra would, but not me. Um... Dorn has a Kickstarter going now uh, he is uh, w- wants to basically make a film called Through the Fire so if you go to Kickstarter and look up Michael Dorn and or Through the Fire uh, there's still a couple weeks, like three weeks left as of the release of this podcast uh, to raise their goal to produce this film that he wants to make with some of the other Star Trek actors so go there after you listen to this podcast or you can do it simultaneously because that's how audio podcasts work so thanks for listening to Nerdist Podcast episode number 257 with Michael Michael Dorn, gotta challenge this guy to bowling, we need to make a Star Trek, we we need a next-gen all-star bowling cast. Wheaton's in, LeVar Burton's in, I even think I can get Jerry Ryan in there for some uh, sweet Trek crossover. I think we can make this happen. Go ahead and tweet Michael Dorn, Uh, it's at aka Worf on Twitter. Let him know that Nerdist has dropped the bowling challenge, damn. Nah, you just can't sound street or tough when you're talking about bowling.
0: Now entering nerdist. dot com.
4: to the gym and then head on down there. So what time are you going to pee pee? Pee pee. Uh, oh fuck! Yesterday was a uh, like on the shoulder, like strict press. Hmm. Doesn't seem like it should be helping. It sounds great. I mean, but it, it feels good. Michael like Dorn. Good
3: hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on? Hello. Oh, hey, oh, how you good. good to see, good. see
2: how you. Good. Hello. How are you, me? Chris? Good, good, Chris. Nice to see you. Hi, I'm Jonah. Jonah. Nice to meet you. My pleasure.
3: A seat thank you and then we're pretty much recording is this,
2: is this my pay for the day yeah, yeah you get a quarter there it is.
4: um it's uh we only get a hot penny <laughs> i know a half penny
3: <laughs> actually it, i i cut up i have to cut old wheat pennies up into four pieces yes. and they each get six we get
1: we get two pieces chris yeah. gets one <laughs> yeah.
3: that's how
2: it works
4: yeah. can't wait till we start getting bits <laughs> welcome to the it well
1: yeah it did. Yeah,
4: i liked it a lot
1: we uh i interviewed michael and marina on attack of the show Oh I know a couple of weeks ago Did well, you
2: actually you, you interviewed Marina cuz Yeah like, <laughs> well she was
1: closest and she talks a lot more than you do
3: <laughs> Did you uh, <laughs> oh, did bad you bad. alpha 39 them no, I didn't. I didn't quite. Matt is re- such a Star Trek: The Next Generation fan that we came up with this game when Levar was on called Alpha Three Nine, which it's is not a game. It's a thing that how- could have been
1: on the Enterprise. and would have helped everybody out. Still
4: so sounds like a game. <laughs>
1: what, it is? What, is, what is it? It's a if you, you hit your communicator and then you say Alpha Three Nine, it will beam you out of awkward situations. So, so something's
3: going weird. So in Matt's personal, so <laughs> the, what, what happened with Levar is that Matt would start kind of geeking out about Star Trek and then at a certain point it would be just too awkward for LeVar and then someone would go Alpha-3-9 ah, and that's the bailout point uh, of like yes. no more.
2: I mean, this is a safe word. Idea. Yeah, right? Not a bad
4: idea. They have thing, <laughs> it's a safe well, they word. It's like where, a safe where, word, yeah.
2: Where they where they say um, uh, some emergency beam-up. Right. You know, something, yeah. you know, but... But
1: yeah, This one just right. lets yep. you know. It just brings you back to your. It quarters. should
4: just be like you. You <laughs> back to your quarters. Yeah, <laughs> you should just do it, and you just go, "Oh boy!" And then it just you, oh boy! <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Or wow. it, can just, it can tell when you're starting to stretch your collar out away from oh, your no. neck. Oh,
0: no. a <laughs> a
3: so these these dumb mics actually, you kind of have to be a little uh, on them. Okay. Yeah, because then they. They look snazzier than they than they actually are. Oh, okay, cool. I apologize for no, our. All right. You you deserve better technology than what we're giving you no, today, it's, Michael Dorn. It's been, the it's man been, flies
2: jets. I know it's it's been fourteen or excuse me, how long? It's been almost twenty years since we've been off the air. So, you know, <laughs> we take what we can get these days.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, what a... you got is Matt Myra. Yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah, Enjoy that's, that, that's, Michael. That's good over there. <laughs> Um, thank you, again, thank you again for coming on. It's, no a, it's a pleasure. To, it's a pleasure to meet you. No I, um, i I'd, I'd been to the set a couple times mm-hmm. when you guys were shooting. Next generation. Next generation. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was, I was, I was just a snarky teen at the time, uh, hanging out in Will's trailer. And no, uh, you're a snarky adult uh, now. Snarky adult. <laughs> not much has
4: changed. Not much has changed at all. <laughs> no, exactly.
3: Same hairline. Yeah. You asshole. What? Well, stop. <laughs> I don't there know if that's true. Actually, I don't know if that's 100 percent true. I, I look at old pictures. I, I feel like I see a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do they stick
1: together from the tears after you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. It's just, I, I cry <laughs> and then and then you then
2: you apply. It's hard to see what it says because you know the tears running the
1: ink. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh god. Uh, so so what's going on? How's everything? What's what's
2: up? Uh, very interesting. I thought I was retired last year. Really? Yeah. I, I you know it had, it had gotten to the point to where I was still working, you know, people were calling saying, "We'd love for you to do this and that." But you know I just wasn't doing the auditioning and stuff like that that I was before. And I went, "Cool." <laughs> you know, "Great." You know, I'd rather play tennis and have lunch with my friends and travel and and you know, do all that type of stuff." And then at the beginning of the year, once again, it was like, "Great," you know, I'd, And then all of a sudden, I started working more than I've ever worked. I mean, it's it's just crazy. Um, I did a play uh, back uh, for two months. Well, we rehearsed for a month and did it for uh, uh, Shakespeare As You Like It, my first Shakespeare. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which was amazing. And then I've been doing these movies, you know, that people have just been going, oh, we'd love to get Michael Dorn. Oh, we'd love to get, oh, is, is he available? And for some reason, these new agents I have are, And manager, they've just been going crazy. They're ruining your good time. They're ruining my good time. (laughs) Guys, come on. I have a tennis match. I don't want to. I know. It's like, you know what? I can't play this weekend. (laughs) Oh, my. It's the worst. worst.
1: The people that were my age that really grew up on Star Trek are now old enough to be making things. And they're like,
2: get Michael Dorn.
3: Oh, yeah. 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 They want to stay. It's very interesting how how that
2: that thing is sort of like happening now. Because, you know, before when we started, we'd get the, oh, I love your show. You know, I'm a big fan. And now we're getting... Oh, you know, my dad was a big fan. And my mother made us watch, you know, and and either they're big fans now themselves or else they just hate it, you know. So. Well,
3: I I get that thing. Some I I did a show. I did a show in the nineties, and so I get now. People go, oh, I watched your show, and I'm like, oh yeah. And they go, well, I wasn't supposed to because I was in fourth grade and my parents wouldn't let me. And I'm like, I'm this conversation's over.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I
3: don't want to hear about how you were in fourth grade and I was a grown up.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, the worst ones were the ones well,
3: well, I
4: wasn't born yet. <laughs>
3: and
4: you go. My friend oh. was actually uh like he was on a date with a girl, and then he was talking about I was like. Like, oh what kind of music do you like she's like oh, all kinds he's like well do you like you know what do you like heavy metal she's like well no not really and he's like well you like probably guns and roses she's like well i've heard of them <laughs> i've heard that name oh. he's like but but appetite for destruction was one of the biggest albums of that year and then he and she's like yeah i don't know what what year that come out he's like like 89 she's like oh see i was born in 92 The date was then
1: over Ooch. Yeah. Yeah. do you know it's dating a 20 year old <laughs> Oh, I do not say his name. <laughs> <This> is,
3: uh, <laughs> I think they call him Lucky.
0: <laughs>
3: that's his nickname. I think it's. I think there's something interesting uh, that happens. There's some, some sort of a weird. This is going to sound more New Agey than I mean it to. But when you kind of release the need to, you know, oh, I got to work, I got to be doing, and you kind of go, yeah, you know, I'm comfortable. I, something weird happens. Something weird. Where happens, it just kind of so. like. Then it
1: just comes. That's never gonna happen for you. What? That moment? No. You're you're never gonna not work. No.
3: You're always gonna be like, I gotta work. Oh my god! Please give me a job. I have a freaking scythe in one hand and like a you know a Freddy Krueger glove in the other, and I'm just like just fucking swinging as hard as I can in all directions. The
2: the best way to get a job, a really good job, is to plan. And this happens to us all the time. Is to plan a really fabulous vacation. (laughs) A once in a lifetime. A once in a lifetime, I'm going to, you know, sail the Greek islands on a yacht with, you know, uh, you know, and, and you'll you will get that job that you can't turn down. Yep. yep. And it's happened to me like five times. Yeah. And it, you, you don't know. get that deposit back. No, you don't. <laughs> and that's the thing. You can't fake it. You can't say, oh, well, I'll just pretend that you really have to be like on your way. Oh, yeah. And the last time it happened, I was supposed to go to Greece um, uh, because Marina's brother uh, lives in Greece and, and he and I are very good friends and I've been trying to get there for years. And I had this trip all planned, ready to go. And the day that I was leaving, seriously, the day I got a job. Uh, that I couldn't turn down. It was like on on Without a Trace, and it was a great role, and it was, you know, top of the show, and all that stuff. And I went, and I called him, he says, you got a job, didn't you? And I said, yeah,
3: <laughs> I did, you know? Well, and not to make you feel bad, but the money that you would have infused into the Greece's economy wasn't mm. there, yeah. you're kind of yeah. responsible I'm for the collapse kind of, of their economy. For that. Yes, but, I, know. I hope it was a good show. Like, did you have fun? working? Yeah, on
2: it was great. It was in New York. I was there for, like, two weeks, and it was, it was fantastic.
3: <laughs> there's a lot of Greeks in New York. You I can just, pretend. Uh, <laughs> I, I just
1: imagined a chart at, like, some Greek parliament meeting where they're showing <laughs> the economy, and they're like, this is, our taxes are too low, and then there's a picture of Michael Dorn. My yeah,
3: brothers, once long. again, we have <laughs> suffered from the Dorn effect. <laughs> and, you know, let me tell you
2: something, and they're really good at curses, too. Yes, yeah. they <laughs> They believe that stuff like crazy, so you know Marina's always talking about. Oh, I put a curse on I'll put one of those Greek curses on it. You
3: know? <laughs> one of those, one of those Greek curses. Yeah. So,
2: but besides that, you know, it's been it's been a it's been a fantastic year, you know. And then uh, then we started with this this Kickstarter thing that I, that we had talked about, where it was it was one of those things where somebody asked me about the Star Trek fans, like how rabid are they? Does the, does do the Star Trek fans translate into real dollars? You mm-hmm. know, like at the box office and all these things. And I said, sure, of course. You know, they had formulas and stuff like that. So we decided to see and put it to the test. And I love I love the you know technology of these Kickstarter is just fantastic and all those kind of sites that are that are doing that stuff. Yeah, because it's great because you can people that wouldn't have the ability to do movies or sure. to do their TV shows or to do their records or you know, or their little projects, you know, uh, are getting the, the opportunity.
3: Kickstarter and Indiegogo and oh, sites yeah, like that. Oh yeah, it's just
2: amazing. So we went on there, and we're right in the midst of it right now. So, and we'll see what happens. The thing I love about it, my my, the guys that I'm working with, don't share my little pie in the sky enthusiasm. <laughs> is that you know you really are going to find out. It really is one of those things where you where people ask you, and you can say you know emphatically, no, yes, you know, or it does work or you need to do this and it's and it's sort of like uh, one of those things where I'm just looking forward to seeing what the outcome is. It's a science experiment. It really is. See what it turns into. See if I can create a Frankenstein, you know. Any
3: predictions? Any predictions? Um,
2: interestingly enough, uh, the predictions are pretty good. Okay. Um, we've, we've learned that there's a lot of Star Trek fans with a lot of money out there. Sure. <laughs> Not with the $30 or the $20 but with the Thousands of dollars. You sure. Know? So, uh, so well, it depends I, on what those rewards are. If it's like dinner when,
1: with you, then they're going to shell out
2: the the dinner the the dinner with me. There was a um, join us at a convention where you're you know our guest. Mm-hmm. There's a Star Trek next generation pinball machine oh,
4: shit. oh yeah that, uh, how much is that that's still in the box don't tell him Matt don't i will buy that and you, and, but you have to put it together uh yeah. <laughs> it,
2: it's two seconds to put it together it's, it's like nothing <laughs> just put the
4: legs on just you're put ready the to legs go. on plug it
2: in <laughs> what, what, and, what? and it would be signed by all the all what's the characters. going rate of the star <laughs> the star trek pinball
3: machine it's gone oh sorry uh, man that's Myra. what i'm saying is you just life. you just you, you just that you, is
1: one of the all-time best pinball machines like just the way that yeah. game plays, yeah. I, I like it's the, renowned. I for, also
3: like the classic Star Trek pinball with mm-hmm. Kirk on the front of it. Uh, a friend of mine had one of those in, in his house, one. and it was it was really fun. It, they, yeah. Star Trek. I don't know. They they really managed to <laughs> for so, that that those shows somehow, for somehow port really well over to a pinball machine well, they, because yeah. you have there's missions. A, there's yeah. actually a
1: Kickstarter right now. Speaking of the Star Trek Next Generation pinball machine, to put that on the iPad platform oh really yeah they're trying oh, wow. to raise like sixty thousand so they can get the star trek licenses so they can recreate that i, have, pinball a, game. The I have a pinball
4: wow. game on my ipad it is kind of confusing just because the entire screen moves along with the ball so it's kind of hard to oh no i oh, think no.
1: Uh, the way i've seen this one it'll go for uh,
4: xbox and playstation oh okay yeah mine was a slayer and, yeah uh pinball oh, well game. there yeah. you go <laughs> you know
3: what i'll tell you what they should do is someone like think geek should basically make like a mini pinball machine that's a dock and then you put your ipad up
4: Oh, like for Atari has the little uh, exactly. game console. Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can play it that way. That's a good yeah. idea. Guys, why are we not making millions of dollars off this right now? Because, you-, you know, somebody someplace has that idea. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: That's the thing. As a Damn game. it.
4: Uh, are you worried about the like, uh, almost like that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David, uh, because of a contest, like has to have lunch with a fan and just doesn't know what to talk to him about? Uh, not really. The uh,
2: <laughs> you know my, Our fans want to talk about Star Trek. Yeah. And they really want to know what it was like and, you know, behind the scenes and what, who, you know, what, who was Marina, you know, who did she love on the show and who did Jonathan want to work with and things like that and what's coming up. And, yeah. and they just want to interact. Which Were is, his which eyes is
1: that piercing in person? Was what his eyes that piercing in person, Jonathan Frakes? I mean, they oh, look. Oh yes, yeah.
2: Well, Johnny, especially in HD. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and Johnny was, uh, you know, when he, when we, we basically kind of started out the same time and everything like that. And we had the, the male model roles, <laughs> when we were up. and so he had the eyes, you know, and he was, you know, he was a hot looking guy, and he had all those. <laughs> those bad boyfriend roles and things like that. And I, I would, had the good boyfriend roles where I never got lucky. <laughs> and he was the one where they, you know, where he ripped people off, you know, and and it was it was great. But no, he was piercing blue marina's eyes are huge. Yep. Um couldn't really see Lavar's eyes, which was <laughs> which was he always to keep a him little hitting.
3: creepy to yeah. me, but uh, you know. He was silently judging everyone behind oh, the visor. Totally. Oh, you think yeah. he ever slept on the set? No one noticed. Yes, he did. Did, uh, he? Patrick, did he really Patrick Stewart on the podcast? <laughs> Told the story about how he fell asleep during a scene where Lavar fell asleep <laughs> during a scene, and they basically just did the scene around him because uh, he fell fell asleep behind the visor. And
2: Patrick Patrick fell asleep in his chair. He
3: he mentioned that One on time. a he said it was on a close it was like a close up and, yeah. and, and he passed out. And they
2: they were lighting or something, and he just <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> which is always my favorites, you know. I want to find out the decision. Is there any backstory like with Frakes? What when when the beard decision happened? Uh, well, the second season, but I don't know why it happened. Was that a him decision or was that a?
2: I th- I think it was a him decision. I think I think Johnny wanted to to kind of separate himself from and or maybe he just didn't want to shave anymore. <laughs> but but it, but actually, you know, you got a beard. It's it's it, you know, it's more game. trouble than you know. But uh, but I think that was a that was a him decision.
3: Dorn has got gonna, the forehead. I need a beard. I need something. I need some, I can't do an appliance. I need to grow well, an appliance. I had, I had
2: a beard too, so maybe he said, you know, well maybe Riker needs it. But I what I, at the time <laughs> what I heard was Riker was almost too good. He was almost too much of a good guy. Oh, and okay. They wanted to give him some kind of little edge to him. Yeah, and it kind of makes him look like a
3: pirate, you know. I guess it does. They could have yeah. made him a klepto. I would have loved to makes have seen. Kind of look like the coke head from Die Hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: hey, Hans. Hey, exactly. Picard. Hang on a sec. <laughs> I can handle this. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey,
2: man! This is this is radio. It's not real. Anyway. <laughs> Listen,
4: Ferengi.
3: You got something you want? I got something yeah. I want.
2: Blam! The,
1: the, from your Kickstarter video, though, one of the things I found fascinating was that you were on the set of Mary Tyler Moore.
3: Yes.
2: What? For hey, the what? last two seasons. <laughs> Doing what? I I, I went there. Uh, my uh, One of my best friends in high school, his dad was assistant director on the show, and I wanted to get in the business to be a director. And they said, hey... Come, they were very sweet about this thing. I really like these guys. And they said, come, you can hang out with us. You can shadow our directors. You can be a PA and all this type of stuff and, and see what it's like. And, you know, especially on that show. I mean, it was like Man. a well-oiled machine and it was just funny. And the actors were great. And it was just, just ran like clockwork. And so I really got a, a good taste of it. And then they said, look, you know, if you want to make some extra money, why don't you Work as an extra one day a week. Whoa. You know, in the newsroom. And I was like, you know, I'm 25 or something. Eh, eh, sure, you know. <laughs> and uh, and so I was there. In fact, if in the last two years of the show, if you look back there, you won't recognize me because I got a big afro. <laughs> <laughs> and a mustache. And a glasses. I gun. loved the afro mustache combo. It was, it was big. In fact, I shaved it off because uh, my acting coach that I went, what happened is I went back to acting school after I discovered that I, I really loved it. And uh, he said, Michael, you've got to shave off that mustache. <laughs> and I went, what are you talking about? I love my mustache. He says, that's the problem. Because every time you walk into a set, or, you're like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael Doran. And this is my mustache. (laughs) That's a book
3: title. Oh, Why is that not your (laughs) book? It
2: was. And it was like, and it was like, I just, you know, and I could see myself in a lot of shows where I'm talking and I'm like, I'm like the Tom (laughs) Selleck, black Tom Selleck, you know? And when I shaved it off, I felt, I felt naked. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, they can see me, you know? And, but it, it, it made my, uh, my auditions and my acting stuff like go the roof. I don't
3: great. know who this uninteresting mustacheless fellow is, but yeah. he's got something. <laughs> he's got something. You know? I, what was the Mary Tyler? I mean, like uh, any, any good Ted Knight Coke stories? Come on, those
2: guys. No, those guys were were no Can't drugs. There Knight was no that. nothing. There was nothing like that.
3: I heard the set of Caddyshack was 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 was, was like a ski slope. Well, That was probably Chevy Chase's, but not, feeling. but not Ted. Not Ted. Okay, no, that's good to know.
1: No. I mean, those sure. guys.
2: I, I just learned a lot about comedy. I mean, they. If you look at sitcoms, I don't know if you guys have been on a sitcom stage. These yes, days, but there is the actors, and then there's this horde of people, producers and agents and things like that that are on the floor too, and they they do one bit, and then they have to huddle, and then they change it, and they do they change it again, and then they do it like you know four or five times. Where these guys, they wrote it, they did it, and occasionally some guy would say, you know. Do this again and it would be even funnier but it wasn't this thing of rewriting 10 yeah. and 15 and 20 times and oh that person it just isn't the same thing but it was it was fabulous but they were great they were great this, there, there was no drugs they were all just funny
3: this is providing a lot of material for my uh, next generation Mary Tyler Moore mashup that I had been planning for years uh, uh. <laughs> Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc. Oh, Jean-Luc. What <laughs> <Mr. Grant>. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. What a, wait, what a great... When I was in college, um, I got to hang out on the set of Newhart a lot. Mm-hmm. When I was, you know, like 19 years old. And it, it just, it really... What's funny about weird that? Weird statement.
1: Why? When I was in college, I got to hang out on the set
3: of Newhart. I did. <laughs> but it was the same kind of experience where when you're around... People of that caliber, regular—it's so inspiring, and you just—you realize how little you know and yeah. how much you want to be in that world. And it's such a—it's such a small little world of you know. It's like, it,
2: well, well you know, the, my problem is that uh, I'm, I'm getting away from it. Is that I go to the sets now, and it's just the, one of those things where you go, yeah, that's not like Mary Tyler Moore.
3: <laughs> it's never going to be <laughs> no. that. Is, I mean, that is that was. I mean one of the rarest experiences I think it could I think you actually
2: could but the system is built so against that these days because uh, if you look at any studio or anything like that they have hundreds and hundreds of administration buildings sure. to put people in you know that you got 15 producers on a show and 20 producers and and I worked I worked with this actor uh, actress one time and she said she worked on a set Where uh, actually a pilot for a series, and there were, I think, six actors and 20 producers. (laughs) And you're going, okay, something is wrong here. Something really doesn't work here. And if if somebody had the guts to do it, you could do it. If somebody had the guts just to go, you know, we have, and if you look in the old days, when I was was growing up, you (laughs) little young whippersnappers. you'd see a producer an associate producer and that's it yeah you know on every show if it was a big show or small show
3: that's all you'd see well that's what you're seeing on smaller cable channels that are producing amazing shows like mm-hmm. you know FX or AMC or IFC yeah or, or the or or I mean that's why I think a lot of people are drawn to web content because there's just no I mean, and and a lot of people a lot of veteran television people are like fuck this I'm, I'm gonna go work I'm, I'm gonna create stuff on the web I can just make it whatever I want no one no one gets in the way yeah
2: and I think it with with me also is that it comes down to the point to where that's more important than actual the big money part of it. Sure. You know, that's, and in fact, when I was talking about, you know, doing this movie, everybody would say, well, Michael, you need to get an, an actor who is, has the uh, foreign, you know, cachet and you need to get this and you need to get <laughs> that. And they were doing me all this stuff, you know. And it just became an idea where it, it goes gets away from what the show's about or what the what the movie's about, and I said no 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 I just want to make a movie you know I just want to make a little movie if it doesn't make any money that's great, you know look at look at what's that movie, John Carter
3: John Carter know? yeah,
2: in the movie I don't know two hundred million dollars and it made fifty cents, you know in fact I think this <laughs> that's is, what that's man, half of their budget right there budget. I mean that's half, and, of their... half of the yeah and and in the end that's all you're going to have and you can't tell if it's going to be a hit or anything like that all it is is that you make it a movie it's going to be great you love working with the you know, the people you work with and in the end you just have a film in a can basically yeah and uh, but if it takes off if it does really well great you know but there's no there's no like formula for it and they always want you to to follow the formula because that is their way of Justifying their job. sure. Just like in uh, uh, what is that? Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he says, "Gentlemen, we gotta we gotta justify our phony baloney jobs." <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's the entertainment business. Tarumph. Yeah. Um, hey, I have a weird question. Are you a vegetarian? Vegan. You're vegan, guys. I knew there was something because you look amazing. Thanks. I mean, like truly fantastic. Thanks. And and I and I find that uh, people that I know that are in their fifties that look amazing. Tend to be vegetarians mm-hmm. or or some type of health conscious. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. There's it, which also bums me out because that means there's really something to it, and I it, I just yeah, enjoy I meat a lot, and <laughs> that's a bummer.
0: <laughs>
2: I know. Yeah, I I, I became a uh, vegan. I was headed towards vegetarianism a while ago, but I became a vegan four years ago, and uh, it's been it's been great.
4: It's been fantastic. Damn you it. like that almond milk? I love almond. It's milk. so good. It's so much better it's than so soy
2: or rice. Better than soy or rice, and you can get the vanilla almond milk, which is a little nicer, a little creamier, and thicker. And it's just, I, I just go Perfect. crazy for it. Yeah, I just about, go crazy. I'm
4: surprised there's not more places and coffee shops that per, like that let you uh, use that as a substitute. You know, people don't like being vegans and healthy stuff. They they really don't. I I mean, you find soy everywhere. Yeah,
2: soy is one thing because it's one kind of a fad. Yeah, you know, it started a long time ago. It's but it's not even that good for you. Yeah, no, no, because it does estrogen. It turns into mm-hmm. estrogen, and men don't need estrogen, you know? How else am I supposed to grow a vagina? Well, there's, there's, In there's, other, lab, ways. there's other
4: In your lab, Chris. What? In your lab. Keep it there. And <laughs> Back to the lab. In my lab. <laughs> uh, did you see the documentary Forks Over Knives? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's, yes, a, did. that's a really good documentary about just uh, a, uh, it's vegan, uh, whole foods mm-hmm. uh,
2: diet. And, and, and protein. Everybody... Uh, uh, in fact, my girlfriend said, she's, she's a vegan now and she really, she's even more than I am. And every time she says it, they say, well, where do you get your protein? <laughs> you need protein. That's the building blocks and you don't need protein really. Yeah. That's, that's what this whole thing is about. You know, you, there's some protein, but you don't need, you know, meat and it's gotta be coming out of your teeth and stuff like yeah. that. So, uh,
4: so it's been great. There's a really been, good part in the Forks Over Knives documentary, which is available streaming on Netflix is, um. <laughs> They, uh, no, I think it's a thing. No, just the way you sustain, say um, it every time, it's I, I, like I, I, you know. get five dollars. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. It's, make I, sure I, to enter the, the code Jonah Ray. I'm not. I'm not uh, a vegetarian, or vegan, but it, it did. It did make me kind of um assess a lot of the stuff I was eating. And there was. A, there was a kind of they. They talk about. A, a like an asian um style of eating where it's like you know when they have meat it's like a it's a little slice of meat that mm-hmm. they'll put in a broth for taste yeah but then you look at the serving sizes that people get in the states and it's just like a oh slab of it's I a boogie know. board size stink. i know
2: it's just it's just months i mean yeah.
4: in fact all of
2: the star trek fans uh, the my friends on star trek um because it's the 25th anniversary we, we spend a lot of time we do the conventions together and so we, we're all together, and we'll all have dinners whenever we go to these things. And these guys are drinkers, smokers, <laughs> and meat eaters. <laughs> and you're talking about, I'll have the side of pork, please, you know? And <laughs> I'll have the, is that beef tender? Yes, send it roll, over. Roll you know? that
3: in a cigar. Oh, <laughs> my
2: God. <laughs> and it's just, it's crazy to watch them, and I kind of go... Okay. You yeah, know?
3: Mm-hmm. and they <laughs> you look, look around the table. And go, I'll be at your funeral. Your funeral. <laughs> yeah. your funeral? It's a bad long-term <laughs> plan. It really is a bad long-term yeah, plan. And then they go outside and they're you know. Smoking.
2: Oh, how sad. do you
3: do it? But uh, but just you know, every once in a while, uh, I go. Yeah, well, you know, I wonder if I could be vegetarian just for just to see what it was for like. Funsies. Yeah, and then I. But my travel schedule is so. But you travel a lot, yeah. right? So, it's just uh, how do you how do you get around that when you're on the road? And when you go to places in the country which have not really acclimated to that uh, that type of... Well, I just don't go to the Midwest. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Fair enough.
2: Because they look at you and you say, I'll have a salad. Would you like that fried, honey?
3: <laughs> With the whole salad? Yeah, no, yeah,
2: bowl and all. No, just, uh, well, you gotta, you're going to need a slab of cheese on that, you know. I don't know. But, uh, but, you know, most places you can do something. It's just, it's difficult. You're going to starve sometimes. Uh, Because I went up to, uh, and and people will tell you, they'll say, oh, this place will do a great meal, Michael. They'll do a vegan meal. And you go there, and it's really only lettuce and some rice right is all they have. Uh, So it it is difficult. But uh, if you go into the small cities, you just have to kind of make do. Damn. I mean, if you're going to be in a place for a few months... That's that's something different. Well,
3: if you're working on a film, you could probably say to the production company, oh, totally. here's my dietary needs if you're going to take me to Alaska to shoot for, you know, totally. then I'm going to have to sort this even, out.
2: Even, even in town. The, uh, I'm working on a movie now called Castlevania. and it based, uh, based on, on the, the game? game? Yes. Oh. What? what? Wow. How do we oh, not you know, know? this? Oh, I'm
3: sorry. No, no that's no, awesome. Really cool. well,
2: yeah, the producers scoop. <laughs> I
3: know. The producers will love it. I, 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 <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: And oh, I my pla- God. I played t- Thane. Uh, wow!
2: And, yeah,
3: I didn't know there was a Castlevania movie. That's red.
2: Yeah, we're filming it right now.
3: Classic, classic oh, don't PC game. Up, Michael Don. Who's playing
2: Dawn? Simon? <laughs> uh, you, you gotta you gotta look at the. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll send you the stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, but they were very good. They were you know even in town they have you know when they have the caterers and all the type of stuff and it's all the regular food that you see on sets. But they were very said, Oh, Michael, we can do whatever you want. We can go here, we can get that. We Real Food Daily. Real Food Daily. They can, you know, they found an earth cafe near where we were filming and they have almond milk and yeah. they were they were very good. I mean the other day I said, Well, Michael, what do you want? I said, No, guys, no, it'd be too difficult for you. I said, what is it? I said, Well, I like dried goji berries. <laughs> and if you look at there's a there's a thing on YouTube, or if you go on the web, there's a there's a whole uh, Three or four segments about how goji berries do something to your blood, like they it just rejuvenates you like crazy. It's like the best superfood you can have. Wow! And, uh, and I said, "Well, I'd like some dried goji berries." And we were like in uh, Mount Washington <laughs> off the Pasadena Freeway. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Life, yeah, nothing around there. And sure enough, in about
4: an, you know half an hour, they came back with some. So so they're very good with that stuff. I could find you a place nearby there. I can find yeah? it. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know that area. Yeah. Yeah. Right down the street, in Echo Park. There's a. Uh, they got Sage. Sage. Which is a I great, great vegan restaurant. I love. You should sage. really check it out. Yeah. It,
2: it's and those vegan restaurants, you don't miss meat at all. The best no. BLT I've the,
1: ever had is from
2: Cafe Gratitude, and it's yeah, uh, and that's right. That BLT I love is so good. That BLT. So but good. if you now, if you really want the meat experience without having the meat experience, uh, native foods. Okay, uh, in Westwood, and there's another one in Culver City, and it's all chicken. It's all the mock and, stuff. Oh, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Now, what is? Yeah.
3: I'm trying to understand the psychology behind, like, if you don't eat chicken, but you still just want to eat something that's mashed together to look like chicken. It's not so much the look; it's just the uh, texture. Texture. texture, the, the, the t- texture
4: yeah. and the taste. I mean, like, you know, it's like the taste of chicken, the taste of meat is all great, and so there's no reason not to mimic it. You know, mm-hmm. and they do the. My favorite
2: is they do the. Um, of the Reuben sandwich. What? Yeah, the Reuben sandwich is
4: great. Oh my God! It <laughs> looks—it yeah. looks like a Reuben sandwich, and it feels just as unhealthy. As just as unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. The thing about sage is that, like, you're eating this stuff, and you're like, hey, "This is all vegan," but I don't know if it's uh, good for me. Still, so no, I think no. it's still kind of. Well,
2: you know, it's it's it is good for you.
4: But it still is one of those things where,
2: like even with, even with even with uh, native foods, you're, you're going you know, to get the same effect. Yeah. But it's, it still is good for you. Yeah. It's, oh. it's not dietary. That's the one thing about sage or, or native foods. It's not dietary. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go in here and, and lose weight. Right. No. Like real foods daily, same thing
4: they have great they have nachos yeah they're nachos and they're tacos still fattening yeah
3: still Very fattening. much so alternatively i like to take steaks and form them into vegetables yeah, just to take look, the apples. yeah you know, yeah that's yeah. what we
2: used to do we used yeah. to make you know take little strips and make them into broccoli <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i make <laughs> i
3: make chicken celery <laughs> uh which is I just like Mm-hmm. Put the feathers on the end for and the leaves. And then you have a little pork juice. <laughs> pork juice is great, guys.
2: my I can feel juice. my left ventricle slamming <laughs> shut as we speak. We you know? we
3: shot a uh, we shot a, a thing for our, our, our YouTube channel, which was basically a a cooking show that is all about uh, it for Walking Dead premiere. So it was what we like they they did the Walking Dead themed food, and they got this you know like these ribs and formed this rib cage around this uh um this sausage. Uh, oh in the middle, this chorizo, and then we sort of ate it with our hands and mouths and like like that. Uh, I did not feel I mean, the food was delicious, but I ate so much <laughs> meat, meat. Yeah. at one time that I just felt like my blood was toxic.
4: The uh, the the one time the longest break I ever took off of eating meat uh, and it was I think it was about four months I didn't eat any meat and it was after a week at in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest where I was doing nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Doing nothing but yeah. eating uh, barbecue. And hey boy, I, you want some more
2: barbecue? Yeah, you know, it, was like, go, oh, and it was like, on it was that.
4: What of are you, terrorist? Like, and just to, and then on top of drinking, and like I got uh, I got home, I was just like, I don't feel well, and I just <laughs> kind of just didn't eat meat for
2: a few months. I felt great. Well, we we went up to Calgary for the the first big reunion uh, show uh, convention. Yeah, right. And we fan expo. To, we went. Yeah, we went to this went to this restaurant, which was a steak restaurant. They said, "Oh, Michael, well, they can have something for you." They didn't, <laughs> and. <laughs> they brought out appetizers and stuff like that. that was more meat than I've ever seen in my life, but it's different meat wrapped in around meat. Yep, it was like pork <laughs> it's like wrapped around, you know, <laughs> with bacon stuffed inside a steak. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was just in, and they were just yeah, this is isn't this great, Mike. And I'm like,
3: their, God. Eye, their their yeah. eyes are yellow. Yeah. <laughs> it was
2: actually the first time that I actually
3: didn't feel. Good. Do you ever stand look up and go, "You all disgust me," and you no. walk out? Okay. You should.
2: No, no I just, I just go, I just look at them, and they, they, they know. <laughs> <laughs> they look at me, and you know, and they know that. Uh, well, because yeah, but you can't. I mean, how can you not notice a guy that's? I've lost forty pounds, right? Wow. And. You know, and I'm, you know, up here. My skin is great,
4: and all this type of <laughs> stuff. And they're like,
2: yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, yeah. you kind of doesn't really get a impression.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but for you, it's all, it's all diet and hell. It's not ethical uh, for the animals. It's part anything. ethical, part ethical. It's part ethical. Yeah,
2: it's part ethical because you know it it re- it is really terrible what they do. I oh mean, yeah, it's really like beyond terrible. It's
4: like yeah, food sa- ink, sadistic. Yeah, also streaming. That's another Sadistic. bad thing to watch. Ten bucks he made today. You use the yeah, code Jonah yeah, yeah. Ray. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. But there's like there are things you should watch, you know? There are things but you the big thing see. is
2: that the stuff they put in it, you know, the hormones yeah. and the 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 growth hormones and the uh, and the uh, the preservatives and all that stuff is just
4: you know, just yeah. ridiculous. And know? then the preparation, just the like, you know, the feces just in the meat. And yeah, what was that? They had one thing on on um
2: on cable, it was a four part thing and it was called Oh, the Weight of a Nation. Weight of a Nation. And the the chicken fingers that they make for the kids. Yeah. It, that's not chicken. Oh, what is it? I don't know. It's something else. Yeah. Is it duck? Seriously. No, it's it's is it something duck? else. <laughs> it's something, I'm just it's guess something mother, else yeah. other fowl. Not, it's not chicken. And they're just feeding these kids and the kids and and I love the parents going. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, You know, uh, my kid is huge, (laughs) and they're huge. Yeah, of course. And they go, I I don't, I don't get it. You know, uh, jeans, bad jeans, I guess. Bad jeans, you know. But you know, but that's it's it's choice, and I don't judge people about that stuff. And that's why I just keep my big yap shut when Mm. I.
3: What What are some good online resources that you found to that you order? I assume you order food online, like stuff online. Do you, do you any oh, any good? Oh, um,
2: um, Sun Foods okay. is, is very good, um, and um,
3: AirOne is a pretty good market here in LA. I Love Erewhon. Yeah. I,
2: I live at Erewhon. The other now that there's a, there's a there's a, another side to this is that it is expensive,
3: very yes. expensive. Which pa- part of it kind of pisses me off Super- because you know that you know companies like Whole Foods and bigger companies go, hey these. These uh, these uh, health nuts will pay out the nose for this shit, you know. Like yeah. there's, there's, oh man, it
2: sucks. It's like you go there and you get a little bag of something and it's 150 bucks, and you go, <laughs> whoa. And uh, but but Air One is 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 excellent. I mean, they really have some good stuff, and you can you can find stuff in there that's not super expensive. But you know, if you really are hardcore vegan and and you know smoothies and stuff like that, it can get up there.
3: Do you have an exercise regime? Yes, I do.
2: Um, I do. 4 days a week in the gym at 7:30. Yep. Uh in fact right now I'm doing this CrossFit and not the Jonah's doing CrossFit. CrossFit. My CrossFit, I, my trainer, she does CrossFit. So she just gives you the watch? She gives me the the stuff and and yeah. you do like today you do four Okay, you do the presses. You do 20 sit-ups. Let's see, tw- 15 presses, 20 sit-ups. Um 15 hanging Leg, he raises. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's the, yesterday. I had to. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, three minute run, and then oh yeah, and curls, like this mm-hmm. thirty pounds, and you have to do that. You have to do four of those exercises, four sets of that within twenty minutes. Interval yeah. training.
4: Yeah, that's uh, yesterday. I yeah I had to do like um, kettlebell swings. Yeah, where, where uh, do you go? I go to this place uh, uh, in Atwater uh, Village. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice. It's a newer place. Uh, I, I when I checked out the website, uh, it's called CrossFit Gambate, and uh, uh, the website's like you know asking people, oh, how's it, how it helping you Use the promo code John Ray. And then one of the things was like, uh, how's this uh, class helping you uh, prepare for the zombie apocalypse? And people <laughs> were like, it's like, well, the the endurance, pretty much. Pretty and, much endurance. Yeah, you got to um, be running. You got to be yeah. careful with the kettlebell swing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah be, I mean, uh-huh. just, yeah, be careful with all. all no,
3: of no, that. but particularly the kettlebell swing because you're using momentum on your body, and if you're not, it's just it's dangerous for your back. Yeah. If you're not, the most pain I've ever been
1: in was after doing a half hour kettlebell workout. It's it's. It was, yeah, I think for two yeah. days I was just. It out was of sort
4: permission. of one of those it's things more about like, like from your hips and.
3: It's one of those well, things that got really trendy for a while. People ordered the stuff at
4: home, oh, it's yeah. like you, you got to be really careful. You can seriously fuck your back yeah, up you can, doing I that. Like, there was a, I saw, I went online. There was like, you know, like compilations of guys that just knocking their teeth out. If you're not to do doing it, uh, yeah. If you're not doing yeah. it right,
3: yeah.
2: But I, but I do that four days a week, and then I play tennis. I'm a big tennis player. I play at let's see, one, two, five days a week.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's nine days a week. He's exercising. This is amazing.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do am, four. I'm <laughs> trying
2: to do four days. No, you know, I, I swear I'm trying to... You know what I see for you, often,
1: Michael uh, Dor- Oh, wait. You like, ask your question, yeah, and then I'm going to... No, no. Go ahead. You're I was going to ask how often he flies.
2: Oh, uh, well, I, I hadn't flown a lot in the last six months, but I just got a new airplane. Oh, yes. I'm supposed you to be ready uh, this week, although I'm going to be gone to Atlanta for Dragon Con. I'll be there. Yes. Nice. Uh, and... Um, but I start next week, and I usually go once a week. Yeah. I usually fly someplace once a week. I was watching
1: yes. Modern Marvels one day on jets. This guy pops up talking about jets. So you fly <laughs> jets, jets.
2: I flew, I, well, I used to own uh, a couple of ex-military jets. Oh, so my T-38. God, that's amazing. I had a T-33.
3: T-33, okay. And then I had an F-86. Oh. Where do you, do you, Can you fly those, like, if you need to go somewhere, do you fly those, or do you just kind of go up and fly around? Uh,
2: no, I, I used to travel with them. You know, <laughs> I went cross-country a couple of times, and, uh, and one you know, day. Uh, oh God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and th- this airplane—it's—it's—it's it's, it's much faster than a than a commercial jet, wow. the F eighty six. And so I would, you know, you but you land twice, which is still the the best part. But I flew to uh, Florida and I uh, twice, and then uh, I sold that and got a corporate jet. And I flew that for about four years, and and that was that was cool. Going back east, you know, to New York and Washington.
4: You get to bring your friends along. And... Yeah, yeah, but they don't really yeah. get to
2: hang
3: out with you because you're flying. To...
4: Yeah, well, you know, and and
2: I, but in the corporate jet, you need you have to have a co-pilot. It's FAA yeah. rule, mm-hmm. and so. He's fine. you can go back and, you know, and have yeah. lunch with him, you know, and then go back and
4: land. Drink and, all the booze. That's what the stars were saying when they had to go do reshoots for uh, Mood, they were in with um, uh, John Travolta. It's like, you know, they're like, oh, we'll just take the, the uh, his plane. So he flies it up and then, like, the copilot takes over and then they all just hang out for a while and then yeah. he goes back in, lands it. He says those are the parts he likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, and those are the, the
2: parts that take skill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That, that,
4: the most exciting because those airplanes,
2: are, you know, the, uh, the corporate jets, you just program it and you just fly for two hours with your arms crossed. Wow! But, uh, but this one I got now is a twin-engine Cessna that I used to own, not this particular one, but the, the, uh, the same uh, style uh, that I used to own a long time ago. And it's just to kind of keep my thing in flying. Yeah. See, right now, my goal is to work to buy another airplane. And I want to get a, an F-5 uh, right. Freedom Fighter is what they call it and it's a you know it's a, a jet that trained a lot of pilots and so but it's a twin engine and it goes mach 1 and and so I'm I'm looking for that next series, you know, or that, or that next job.
3: Star know. Trek, the next next generation, d Space uh, Eleven. Generation, yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter, uh, come on, yeah. buy Michael <laughs> Dorn an airplane. I the jet? <laughs> I want an airplane. How big of a Star Trek fan are you, really? Yeah. How much do you love me? <laughs> yeah. you know? Wouldn't you like me a little better in an F five? Uh, was that right, F5? I say F yeah, right. five? Okay. I said that right. Uh, okay. I thought that was a I thought that was a tornado uh, ranking. Nah. An F five, right? Yes. Don't we have one? Yeah. We have one of the East Coast now. F five is, is a tornado ring yeah,
1: okay. right. yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, good. I have to that's make sure bad, I still
2: that's remember a bad twister. One. That's a bad that's one. A the bad finger one. of God. It's yeah, like death. But <laughs> it's if not you have good. a
4: belt and a pole in the ground, you're going to be okay. You, just <laughs> so,
2: see, you can see the the, the uh, there was a documentary about tsunamis, uh, about the tsunami that hit. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Oh my god. That's it was that was that was just crazy. You know, the, How people were like standing there going. Wow, those are some big waves, you know, and they're yeah. standing there. And all of a sudden, nothing's
4: Nothing. left. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was always, it was crazy because yeah, I grew up in Hawaii and there was always the story of what happened uh, when a tsunami hit uh, Hilo Beach you know, on the Big Island. And it's just like, you know, everyone wakes up and there's just no water at the beach and they're like what this is crazy so the entire town just goes down down to the and beach. just starts like 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 they're walking up and you know then oh and then
3: the wave yeah, yeah. Then,
4: but the wave just doesn't look like much just looks like a swell you know yeah. they're used to swells you know but it's just the fact that it's you know it's a mile wide and or like you know, a mile deep and it just crushes in yeah. and so it was neat. it was so crazy seeing that because yeah. you only hear the stories, and there's like a there's a picture of it maybe in like the Hawaiian history books. Because uh, it was just such a devastating thing that happened to the state, and just to see it actually when the Indonesian and one. the thing is
2: that you know you would think that people would go, "Holy shit, this is not good," you know. If if the water goes out. It's got to come back in at some point, you know. You would think they'd go, let's get out of here. But everybody was like going, wow, you know.
4: What a tide. What a tide. (laughs) It was crazy. What a tide it's been. (laughs) Yeah, that footage is crazy. Because you just see the people watching it come in and Mm -hmm. then just kind of slowly. It's not stopping. And then too late. So what, uh, the
3: Cessna is twin engine. Yes. Uh, It's a prop, prop plane? Prop airplane, yeah. How far can you take a Cessna? Eight hundred miles, just eight hundred miles before you got to refuel. Yeah, wow,
2: and that's that's you're kind of pushing it, and it's not so much that it's as dangerous. It's just that you know your butt starts aching after about two or three hours, you right? Know? So, that that to me is like two hours is like the most for me, and, Would, and I'll do that.
3: Were you, were you? I assume you were a pilot when you were shooting Star Trek. Yeah, mm-hmm. did you ever come in on the bridge and be like, guys, that's not how you? No. no, you <laughs> right. well, It's cute, but that's, that's not how you not... fly
4: in space. Actually,
2: no. Actually, the the one time that that happened was I did a, a show called a movie called Mach One
3: mm-hmm.
2: with Brian Bosworth, right? <laughs> the boss Yep. And they, it was funny. I don't know if they lied to me or if it was the. But they told me it was supposed to be, um. Uh, not another Bosworth. Um, Tom Bosworth? No, another, no, that's Tom Bosley. No, wait, Tom Bos- Brian Kate Bosworth. Bosworth and uh, Oh, God. Kate Bosworth is the only no, other there's, Bosworth. there's another actor. Um, anyway, but they said it was going to be this guy. In fact, he did Spin City. Brian uh,
3: Bosworth. Oh. Brian, yeah. No, Brian Bosworth Bos- was this. Isn't he Boswick? Barry, Barry Boswick. Boswick. Boswick
1: yeah. That's yeah. from Spin City. They said Barry Boswick,
2: and, and I went, cool, you know? And and the the wardrobe lady came over, and she says, oh, yeah, Brian's going to, what? I said, yeah, Brian Bosworth. I went, what is he doing?
3: Oh, here? you find out in wardrobe. <laughs> that's right, that's
2: and, right. um, and they was, they were supposed to be flying a Concorde oh, wow. and a Concorde is this little cockpit. I mean, it's really tight. And they had this thing on stage and it was a huge, like an L ten eleven or 10 <laughs> cockpit. And they said, Hey, Michael, doesn't this look just like the Concorde? I went, no, hmm. I'm
3: sorry. It and that doesn't a, look like Barry Bostwick. And that's not Barry Boswick. It doesn't <laughs> act like Barry Boswick either.
2: <laughs> I got. I, I, t- I hate to. I, I'll tell this story. We did this. We did this one scene, and my my cousin, his, her his daughter was down from San Francisco, and at that point she was probably 13 or something like that, and she came down to visit and stayed with me with her friends, and and uh, she came to the set. And after after doing a scene with him, we were driving back, you know. And she goes, "He's not very good, is he?" <laughs> 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 and I
1: went, "Oh boy." Um,
3: are you talking you know, about Academy Award winner Brian Bosworth? <laughs> no, those words have never been spoken. But anyway, that that was that <laughs> by was him in, in the mirror. Sure, I don't <laughs> even think so. I even think he was like, "All right, come on, I know what I know this going on." But
2: I, I had a great time because of Star Trek. They. They, it's a small community. The fighter pilot community is a small community, and they knew that I flew. So I, I flew with the Blue Angels, and I flew with the Oh wow, and I went on an aircraft carrier in an F eighteen Hornet, uh, and did oh, wow. you know carrier uh, operations with them? You know, flying, doing cat shots in this thing, and it was, it was just amazing. I mean, I had a a, a huge military career. <laughs> Man, yeah. So it was great.
3: Any of the military guys go, "Wow, it's really amazing that you're on Star Trek." I don't think I could do that. And you're like, you land a plane on a boat. Yeah, totally,
2: totally. I've got that a lot. This, oh my God, I I couldn't be an actor. And I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> People are shooting at you. And you <laughs> know, I mean, sort of that's like,
3: fine, that's fine. But to pretend to be someone different. else, that's different. What you do? Anything. But if they're shooting me with a camera, I can't do it. I can't do that. I only could. with guns. I can handle. I guns. freeze. <laughs> you know, I, I can't believe it. Well, these know?
4: pilots <laughs> sound like idiots.
3: No, no. I don't know why oh, we no, turned the voice. Should we turn them into yeah, Bowery Boys. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I don't know how you do hey. You're crazy. I know all shit of a sudden. I know. It. <laughs> you hey, what right? you do? Yeah, yeah. I
2: can't believe this shit. <laughs> I'm a Colonel in the Navy. Yeah, but it it was it was amazing. I, I've gotten to do some some crazy stuff. Some crazy stuff.
3: I feel like I'm, I'm having an idea that I think would be really great to see you be able to do. What's that? I would love to see your take on like a Sherlock. You like a Sherlock Holmes. Oh my God! Michael Dorn, Sherlock Holmes, are like, or like a house. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I like, I like this idea. You do? I do.
2: Put it out there.
3: I'll put it out in the world. There you go. And then kickstart it. And you, and you
2: know what? You know what we do? And then we plan a fabulous vacation somewhere. <laughs> ah, <laughs> and then yes. And then they'll be
3: calling us. Hey, that
2: idea you had, you <laughs> can't go. We want to do it now, you know?
3: A really studious, super smart guy who just figures out things. <laughs> I know,
2: figures out. He shit. just
3: figures out stuff.
2: <laughs> it's just no shit.
3: Because right, you got you got you got a really nice, buttery voice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it commands attention.
2: Puts people to sleep at J- times, No, did you
3: ever work yeah. in radio?
2: Very, very shortly when I first started, because it was one of those things where you're just doing anything you can. And I started and and uh but, you know, it it wasn't for me. Did they ever have you read one of the Star Trek audio books? Yes, I did. <laughs> I read that and I read another book and uh, it, which was Heart of Darkness by Conrad. And it was, it was such a dark and ugly book. And it was like three days. It was just terrible.
3: You're listening really hard to W O R F. W O R F What? Come on. Uh, What's wrong with that? Even I wouldn't say that. I that is a that is a quality joke, Matt. That's a quality joke. Yeah.
4: I think I saw W-O-R-F. that in a mad O-R-F. magazine. F-
3: See, it sounds amazing when he says it. No. What 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 does W O R F play?
4: Uh, play on opera, obviously.
3: <laughs> no no R and Bling R and B. Klingon R and B. Klingon R and B.
1: James Brown. <laughs> yeah. Known for their lines.
3: <laughs> I feel warlike. I knew that okay. I would like.
4: What? <laughs> that's not. <laughs> no. No. Not even a. He's not even.
2: Rhyme. Can't even
4: go with that. Yeah.
3: You're not. You're not going to yeah. yes
4: and that. Nope. He's really. You're really bringing out the OCD and Mad's grabbing his ear. <laughs> like, no. Nope.
0: nope. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. Like, he's it's pulling it's out um,
4: eyebrows. <laughs> it's not right. What <laughs> you're doing no, this is not, You're desecrating the. Yeah.
1: James Brown and <laughs> Star Trek at the same time. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's NBC.
2: I had I had an idea on the show that that Warp just he just loved R and B for some reason. He heard it some from some one of the uh, the historical tapes and he just fell in love with it, you know. But they 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 thought it was cuter for me to like opera,
3: that he just loved Klingon opera. Well also they don't have well, to that clear that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I guess totally. that's true. Then they don't have to write Not R and they don't have to yeah, write R and B and Rick Berman mm. doesn't have to write an R and B song. But. Yeah, well, but I feel like I feel like that makes a lot of sense for me with the with that character because it's so out of the realm of everything else that his life is about. Yeah. It would
1: have made
2: more sense if he liked Russian opera.
1: That would have been cooler, I mm-hmm. think.
2: His parents were Russian. Oh, the thing is that the thing is that, but they had a Russian before. That's the only thing from the uh, original. Yeah. And they didn't want to. They didn't want to go back to that. The parent thing was cool, but they didn't want to go back to that.
3: It is interesting how. Uh, the show, I mean, like, when you think about the the, the product of the original Star Trek of its its time, you know, it's just just the idea of, like, hey, there's a Russian guy, and that, like, this during the Cold War, and Gene, you know, like, just had the foresight to be like, no, this is a period of time where, uh, you know, Earth, we've figured out those problems, and now we're going out to... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. Well, next-gen's
1: a product of the 80s, having a shrink on the bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: And you know what, it being so, you know, kind of a cool set, you know. It's not militaristic. It's like your living room, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's the one thing that I, when I first walked on the set, is that I got is this feeling of, ooh, ooh this is nice. <laughs> I could live here, because <laughs> yeah. it was. It was just like somebody's living room, you know. And I th- uh, and I think that's what you know they wanted to. Gene was always good about that, you know, about thinking, okay, let's think beyond that. You know, that's a good idea, but let's go beyond that. You know, what would it be like? If it was, you know, 50 years from now, like everything now, I mean, you know, if you look at technology <clears throat> 50 years from now, you know, or, or now, you know, 50 years from now, who knows what it's going to be, you know? So, so things have to progress, have to. Yeah. Now I laugh
1: at the, like when you watch old episodes and Picard's got piles of pads on his desk. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's his busy work. He's got a ton of iPads.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Each iPad has its
1: own, yeah. Yeah,
2: They they're are. IPads. They absolutely are. And I, I never really thought about yeah. that until this second, but that's what they are because they're they're like this and Yeah. Boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. yeah. I mean, the other day I was doing this thing cuz there's a there's a a um I don't have a iPhone, but I have the Motorola mm-hmm. and there's a Siri type, you know, yeah. app for that. And You know, it talks to you, does the whole thing. And it'll answer your your text messages and tell you what they are and and text the person back. And so I was in a room and the thing was way over there. And it says, you have a new text message. Would you like to listen to it? And I'm way out. Yes. Reads the text message. Would you like to respond? Yes. What would you like to say? Well, say da-da-da-da-da-da. I'll send it right now. Boom, and it's gone. And and I just...
4: That's great.
2: (laughs) I, I just
3: sat there like... But you have Where to trust the I? dictation. You have to trust the dictation software too, so it doesn't say it something. Is,
1: but it'll. But it's still. It, it tells you what, what it's what, going to. What it said. What you know? it says. Oh, yeah. it does.
2: It repeats oh, yeah. it back to you. Yeah, and it's just like you go, huh? You know, I mean, I remember push button phones when they first came out. You know, and it's like,
1: it's crazy. <laughs> the ones without a touchdown. The. Yeah,
3: yeah. Because it was still doing the rotary. Yeah, but it would hit the button and it would. I mean, just
2: just tell you how old I am. When I, we went to Disneyland one year and won't tell you what year it was. And <laughs> we went into Tomorrowland and, and there they in this one section, they had touch tone phones and we were like, Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> just dialing. You just That's them. what I'm talking on a touchtone phone.
4: Uh, I just
3: know? poked the buttons yeah. as opposed to swiping them in a circular manner. Circular manner.
4: What's you know? weird is that those phones are still in Tomorrowland. They <laughs> no. still have touchtone payphones. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tomorrowland man. didn't really. progress. Uh, oh. uh, didn't really well, catch up to.
3: They sort of marketed as sort of retro the retro view no, of the it's future retro. Oh, yeah yeah,
2: yeah. or oh, we money really to put todayland land. So my do. mother my mother has a, a a portable phone and she has her dial phone still on the wall wow. oh wow yes and we i just go there and i don't i you know i don't mind so much i just go it's somehow it's just reassuring. I don't know why. Yeah. It's Please. funny. My
4: friends have a like a landline and uh, I was hanging out at their place and the phone rang and uh, Kate, the girl who lived there, like answered it. She's like, hello? Oh, hold on. Rob, someone's on the phone for you. I was like, well, why didn't they just call his phone? Why did they call the place that they don't know he might be at? <laughs> <That was confusing. laughs> you I have a direct line to anybody. People They're are not
3: location-based anymore.
1: Yeah, I know. I kind of like that. I mean, I, uh, Scott Mosher, he's still got a landline because uh-huh. he's got no cell service up in the uh, Yeah, and, yeah. He, and I call no, I it. Stu-
2: I stu- uh, and that's a, that's a funny thing. Nobody has, has landlines. I have a landline. Yeah. I, just, I just, like I said, I just want to make sure you know, like you said, if ever zombies take over, you want to have a landline. Yeah. Because they, they, you know, they'll look at it and go, what's this? You know, <laughs> your
1: yep. best bet is to go to your airplane and use the radio. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> and then the fly over
3: it. Yeah. And just keep going. Oh, man. That'd be so awesome. Mm-hmm. I always I, I always thought it would be fun to learn how to fly a plane, but. Do it. You're not too old. Yeah. Uh, I no. really wasn't that concerned, Matt. Uh, Your s- eyesight's that's holding up okay. I mean, you're what? doing all right. <laughs> Who's right? said that?
4: Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who said that? <laughs> Who's that over there? <laughs> Where's my
1: blank? Goddamn kids! <laughs> you darn fool kids! I thought you might have worried about being too old. No,
2: you know no. what? You know what? It's 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 <laughs> one of those things. If you ever want to try it, there's uh, every place. Every airport has a little flight school, and they'll take you up just for an introductory flight. Yeah, yeah, you know, thirty bucks or something like that, and just see if you like it, because you may go. Nah, you know, and then a lot of people, they just go, oh, God, I want." To I feel
3: like I want to pay more than thirty dollars to
2: be. T- to <laughs> well, you know, it's it's their It's their hook to get right. you in there. OK, good. Because once and most of the time, like 90 percent of the time when people take that introductory flight, they they come back. They say at least they'll sign up for a number of lessons it's like getting those 11 CDs for a penny.
3: Oh, yeah. Columbia House. $22. His CDs, his pennies? Yep. <laughs> tapes. You get. Uh, you can get any 10 tapes that you want. I do no, know what that is. I picked a Super Tramp's Breakfast in America. <laughs> yeah. And then nine more of those. Tapes? <laughs> what kind of tapes? Audio uh, cassette. Like Audio cassette. Madonna's Like a Virgin
4: was another yeah. one that I picked up. The Immaculate Collection? <laughs> no. Oh, God. Callback.
2: Cassette tapes. Oh, God. Cassingles. Singles. Casingles. Oh. Those were the days. Yes, I they were. tracks. I remember all that stuff. It's
3: you know Do you need you, you, you need to load an eight track into the Cessna and just bring your little suitcase full of eight track tapes and just like
2: oh god. Well now now the now the the whole uh, even technology with the airplanes has just gone ridiculous because when I started they had round dials and they had a couple of little kind of cool things that that you know could point you generally analogy in stuff and and now. Like with a new airplane called a Cirrus, which is, in fact, Angelina Jolie flies a Cirrus. But it's flat panels. It's, and one guy says, like flying a laptop. And it has so much information in this single-engine airplane uh, that it's just crazy. It doesn't fly high. It doesn't go fast. But you know everything about everything. But what if that airspace? goes down? Then you have to fly.
3: Then you have to fly with you. The- <laughs> then you have to look out. Does she actually fly?
2: Does she actually have her pilot's license? Yeah, oh yeah totally. She I didn't know that. For years. For what? years and years and years, yeah. You yeah. guys meet at the pilot's club? No, no. we don't know. We, we're all separate. I mean, I wish
3: there was an actor's pilot club. <laughs> you should, you should you could be like, hey, Angelina Jolie, it's a pretty cute single-engine plane. Uh, here's my F-5. Here's
4: my F-5. <laughs> is that what Craig Ferguson said he does now? Just every time he has a free moment, he just goes flying? Yeah, probably, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Him and Kurt Russell? Yeah, Curry. Uh, yeah. Uh, Travolta, uh,
2: Cruz, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Harrison Ford, hmm. big pilot. He flies helicopters, right? Uh, he flies everything. Yeah. He flies everything. And, uh, and uh, Morgan Freeman. Except, really kind of sad about Morgan. He got in a car accident. Yeah, man. He really screwed up his arm so he can't fly anymore.
1: Oh, no. no
4: way. I didn't yeah. know he actually got hurt. He got that. hurt
2: pretty bad. Yeah. That's why he wears that glove all the
4: time. Yeah. Oh, no. circulation.
2: Yeah. Jeez. But uh, but you know yeah so it's you know I, if I were you I'd just take an introductory flight you may you may hate it you may just go I don't want to do that but the technology is like in fact I was flying I was getting my my training in this airplane because I just really wanted to see what it was like and I'm flying around and the 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 uh, the instructor is going okay now now if you look over here on this panel you can see the airport off in that direction and I went well if you look over
3: there I can see it just <laughs> With right my eyes. there. Yeah, you but know? that's not cool in Robotti. <laughs> it's not yeah. cool.
2: You gotta. And I went. Well, I can just fly. Can I just go there now? No, you gotta wait until it tells you to. You know. And so, uh, but I, I'm I like the old round dials and and stuff. It's 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 my my history. So. Any
3: any any scary encounters like up in the air, like any any kind of. I've
2: had I've had three things happen. What? Uh, the first one was uh, I was flying with a. With the director, he's a producer now, uh, Rob Bowman, mm-hmm. who did the X Files, did the X Files movie and and Reign of Fire and all that. And when he was working on our show, he started, you know, he was directing our show. He wanted to go fly, and so I, we said we're going to go up to Santa Barbara and have dinner. And so I took off from Van Nuys, and the nose gear—I won't bore you with the details—but the nose gear wouldn't come down once it <laughs> retracted. Oh shit! And so we flew around, burned off fuel, and I came in and landed. And on the mains, and then the nose came down and <laughs> scraped, and sparks were flying. And uh, that was one.
3: <laughs> uh, hey, let's get dinner.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> after that, we uh, we went to a bar. And yeah. <laughs> within, seriously, within about five minutes, we were pretty well snogged. <laughs> we, you know, we said just just bring us as much tequila
3: as you have. Well, seriously though, you saved that guy's life. I mean, you. Well, I guess technically you, you put him? him in danger, but then I you saved his life. His life yeah. so he asked for it. You should really he you should really call in that favor. Like, well,
2: actually, no. Actually, I did work on uh, castle, the castle because he's one right. of the exec, execs on Castle, but. He did, uh, you know. We were talking, I think he directed another episode, and he said, Michael, I've got to go back up because if you don't, I'll, I'll, I won't go back in small airplanes. And that's one. Okay. But then when I got the T 33, the trainer, this jet trainer, uh, something was wrong with my airspeed indicator. And I came in and I thought I was going to a speed, and I wasn't. I was going much slower than I thought. And the airplane got about 20 feet over the runway and stalled. Oh, and shit. It, it hit the ground. And they have these big tanks, gas tanks, on the wings. And they flexed down and hit the runway <gasps> and ruptured. Ugh. And I took off and the tower called and said, you have fuel coming out of your tanks. Oh, shit. So I came back around and landed and the fuel drained out. And there were mechanics who actually worked on the airplane and you know, put it together that were there at the airport up in Mojave. And I said, well, so what do you think I should do? And They said, well, the tanks are empty. Might as well go home. And so I flew home.
3: Oh my God! Yeah, go.
1: even with, with ruptured,
3: well, no, the, res- the,
1: the fuel res- was out.
2: Yeah. The fuel was out of the tanks, and so you have tanks, and you have inboard tanks, and so I flew home on the inboard tanks, and uh, and that was, that was that wasn't scary when it was happening, but on the way home, I kind of went.
3: Whoa! That could have been really bad. I hope they looked at the airspeed indicator after that. Yeah, yeah, and it
2: was—that's what they thought I had just screwed up. But they found out that it was the airspeed indicator. So what was—which was, I hope you lorded over them. <laughs> yes, we we fixed that. Um, and then the third time, which oh. was my favorite. Okay. Uh, I had a—I was flying the F eighty six, and I was over Edwards, and we were—I was doing uh, aerobatics and doing all this stuff, and through a chain of events, um, there was no fuel. Through a chain of kind of events. And so I was going into Palmdale to do some approaches and stuff like that. And as I was flying near Edwards, the engine quits. Oh, fuck. And it's funny how, you know, when when airplanes or cars or anything like that, when it when they start screwing up really bad, they turn into women. <laughs> because I start going, Oh baby, please don't do this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, sweetheart, I love you. I love you more than anything else. Just don't do this. Just take me home, you know? And the engine quit. And luckily, I trained for all this stuff, and so I set up, and uh, I, felt like, I felt like Chuck Yeager because I was just cool, and I set up for the, for the runway at Palmdale, and when I got over it, I put down the gear and flaps. I glided probably about 10 miles. Oh, my God. And I glided in and landed and had enough energy to pull off the runway, and the guys come out with the trucks, and they go, what's wrong? And I go, well, I ran out of gas. And they oh. And they said, Hey!
3: You're warm, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> And so I was in there, hey, John, get your camera. And they got the camera. And they were taking pictures. Hey, guys,
3: Wharf almost died right oh over oh our gosh, airstrip.
2: Bl- yeah, so, but those were those were the three things that kind of, but.
3: But in general, you feel pretty safe up there. I'm much safer well, than driving. Well,
1: three out of how many times have you flown? Like I've had, thousands. I've
3: had, I've had 15,
2: almost 1,700 hours right now. Wow. And I've been flying since 1988. Man. So, and those are three things. And 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 the funny thing is that they were avoidable, but you just have to, you know, you just have to kind of break that chain of events that happens. And and so, but it, it's, it's been, it's been fabulous now. But like I said, just one more series. Yeah. I promise I'll let everybody alone if I get one more series. <laughs> Black House. Five years. like House. You know, and then, it, you know, I think it would work. I think that would be
3: good. I think so too. Yep, I think, I think we're going to have to make this happen.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, who's ever out there right now? Who listens to this, anyway?
3: Uh, Heads of state, dignitaries, the (laughs) like. Yeah. Yeah. Obama? Sure. Probably. You know, it's really funny. You know, like, the... One of the people who helps book talent for the show sent me this email that was a rejection letter from the White House. She was like, she she was like, I'm going to make this happen somehow, and it was like, thank you for your request to have President Obama on your podcast. Like Ashley, come on.
4: Did she tell them that there's someone from the same town as him? Maybe that would have got him Mm, next time. You're from Kenya.
2: I'm kidding. (laughs) kidding. Wait a minute. What is he? Is he a? He's a Hawaiian. No, no, no. But he's a big fan of. uh... He's a Star Trek fan. He probably is
1: a Star Trek he fan. a Star Trek fan. He's, All right, so we can get... He's put up the Vulcan salute before I pictures let's of that. Ha- let's, yeah.
2: let's bring Michael back like when Obama comes on. We'll lure him and, in. And, Dude, how there's, there's awesome... Some, there's there's some things I'd like to talk to him about, too.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Just a couple. How <laughs> awesome... I would love to see a Warf bama like Obama as Warf for Halloween, would be fucking amazing. I
4: bet if we Google that, that's, that's probably something that's... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, you're probably right. That's the, one. <laughs> yeah. the, that's the worst thing about yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
3: a hey, that's that's a... this was an idea that someone already no, did. Yeah, that's probably no. That I don't know. Uh, cool. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to uh, p- promote while you're here?
2: No, actually, actually, it worked well about the Castlevania because I'm sure those the producers are going to be
3: happy about that. I'm happy yeah, to know that, that it's happening. To it, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the Kickstarter.
2: Uh, the Kickstarter. We we hope that our fans will come out. We have I think three more weeks. Of it, and our fans will come out and support us, because uh, I promise that this is a romantic comedy that we're that we that we're going to film. Cool. And if this works, then I promise I'll do a I'll write a uh, science fiction show. Cool. So I'll reward them with a science fiction <laughs> show. But um, but yeah, but uh, but it's it's a great deal. I think it's like I said, it's it, technology is amazing, and and we'll see
3: what happens. Are you on the tw- are you in the tweets at all? Yeah. Yeah, I am Michael Dorn, aka AKA Worf. Worf. aka Worf. Nice. Uh, You know this. I think what's helped is that we've had so many people from Next Gen on that Matt has become acclimated to it Mm -hmm. and hasn't really uh, didn't nerd out too much on the on this episode. And you know, the fact did, that you guys did, already met. Oh, uh, uh, no, you yeah. didn't
2: nerd out at the... At the, uh, Attack of the I, Show. Yeah, yeah. no, you didn't nerd out then. How are you I'm keeping it together, man? I'm a professional. a professional. You know, actually, there was a guy, uh, God rest his soul, just wonderful writer who was working on According to Jim, mm-hmm. and they, they invited me down to, to Shadow, and I was going to direct the show. And um, the guy, the, the exec producer says, Michael, now you've got to be careful because I want you to watch out. There's a guy on our show who's a complete Star Trek guy. Complete. I mean, I'm telling you this because he may just embarrass us beyond all belief. And I went there and I was there for like almost a month and a half or two months and I never saw the guy. Never knew him. There was producers and nobody ever came up to me. And years later, this producer hired me to direct uh, the show in New York and he says, Michael, I'm the guy. (laughs) And I went, you're kidding," he says. "No, I just couldn't say anything.
3: Oh, that's <laughs> so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: He you was know, hidden. You, you expect you expect guys, to, but you know the professional guys. They they're cool about it. You know, it's the they first
3: are. time
1: I've ever been called a professional guy.
2: Professional guy.
3: Ever don't, get you? Don't get used to it. I won't.
2: It's very professional.
3: <laughs> Do you, any is there any Star Trek trivia you have to try to stump Matt? Can you stump him like he would remember? He'll remember something. <laughs> there's
2: there's there's one that I got stumped on when oh. I got when I got the job uh, this lady I was seeing at the time she and I were big fans of the original and I don't know but it it does exist but she stumped me cuz we do things we would try to stump each other with with trivia and she says what are the words to the Star Trek theme, the original.
3: Uh, beyond you know, I know the rim no, of no, no. the star. I know that uh, Roddenberry wrote words to yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah, Tenacious D performed them on our podcast. Oh, I wasn't there that day. I was Who working did? here. Tenacious D. No kidding. Yeah, and it was like beyond the rim of the starlight. Uh, my love is wandering in starlight. Yeah. Yeah. But the brilliant thing was Roddenberry did that just to get royalties for this. It was genius. Yeah, it's a genius, and they never. <laughs> totally. There I'd were never. also there were also lyrics to the Bewitched theme song. Bewitched, bewitched, you've got me. Yep, in yep, spell.
2: yep, 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 Oh, yep. Yeah, no, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. Well, you know, you can't have a great show without a great theme.
3: Yeah, that's the right. thing. You're right. Star yeah. Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> Shun, here is the follow-up <laughs> no, show to the other there's one. A,
1: there's a kid online that uh, put up a video of him singing words
2: to. <laughs> Damn kids. it! We, we actually, we it's actually had uh, whenever, Fucking whenever, internet. Uh, whenever Patrick. You know, would go to the screen, we'd always hum the theme. <laughs> <laughs> so go, I'm Patrick Stewart. I'm playing a bald guy in space, and I hate you burning on me. <laughs> you know? We'd amazing.
3: always have, you know, like, da, 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 da. da. <laughs> I'm Patrick Stewart. I've been knighted.
1: Do you have a favorite episode? Um,
3: Either Deep Space
2: Nine or? You know, space Deep Space, space Nine. Um, there were two. Uh, uh, Soldiers of the Empire. Oh, it is a good one. And Once More Into the Breach. Oh, once More Into the Breach is really good. Oh, my God. It's just... It, it is Shakespearean in yeah. scope. And it's John Calicos is, is this guy who says, you know, I, I just want to die in battle. Can you help me? But he's lost it. I mean, he's, he's gone crazy. And it is just... And he he k- keeps it together enough to save everybody. I mean, it was just amazing. And this last line, he goes, he, he knocks me out. And he goes, when I get to the halls of the hallowed dead, I will find your beloved and tell her that her husband is a noble warrior and loves only her, or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I went, oh my god. <laughs> and then he gets in the gets in the transport, and he goes, instead of going big, as he says, long live the empire. And he beams out, and he chip turns around and goes and fights the Jemadar. Oh, it was just—that's
1: that. The once he shows up on DS Nine, season four, like gets really good. It gets, oh, it's really good.
3: Yeah. Is that available on Netflix? Use the t- yes, it is. <laughs> use the code oh, Jonah Ray. It is don't available use that code. All of all, the entire... <laughs> well, I missed that one. I said, I said use the code Jonah Ray, and he goes, don't use that code. <laughs> <laughs> no, the yeah. entire run of
1: uh, all of Star Trek, everything of Star Trek except for the movies, is on Netflix. And oh, it's just... Yes, it.
2: But that, those, were, those were my two favorite, And Soldiers of the Empire was great, too. Do you, have a huh? Do you have a favorite
1: Next yeah, Gen? Huh?
2: you have a favorite Next Gen? Yeah, the um, two of those were Data Bills the Child. Oh, yeah. The Offspring. And then one called the Drumhead. Oh, the Drumhead's really yeah, good, which I like. Uh, this it's a court kind of yeah. courtroom drama, but. but down. Bigger was, men than you, Picard. <laughs> Gene Simmons, not Kiss. No, but but the, uh, the lovely Gene Simmons, Lively. yeah, she was fabulous. Big big Star Trek fan. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Because I, I went up to her in the makeup trail. I said,
3: Simmons, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael Dorn. She goes, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I went, oh. Would you like to fly me up in your plane and pick up some vegetables from there another v- part what of the country?
2: Yeah, it was, it, th- that was, those two were my favorite. Yeah.
3: Who's, my so my, my last question is, who who have you met, like, celebrity-wise, that you were shocked and they came up to you and were like, oh my God, I'm such a huge Star Trek fan? Can you think of anyone? It was Gene Simmons. It was Gene Simmons. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah that, was, that was one. Uh, actually, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because she was on the show and she really wanted to be on the show. And she was a big fan. But that was kind of like, if yeah, you, yeah, cool. But but uh, Gene Simmons was the one. Because, you know, I mean, Gene Simmons, Spartacus. So.
1: If you can track it down on YouTube, there uh, it might not be on there right now. But there's a comic relief thing they did, I think, yes. during like the seventh season of Next Gen, where they find these artifacts in their comic relief t-shirt and a VHS. And they're in the observation lounge.
3: Oh, that's genius. Yeah.
1: And uh, they say, comedians, uh, Hoopai Goldberg. And
4: oh, I remember that. And Dorn yeah. goes, what yeah. is a
1: Hoopai?
2: I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, I did. Hoopie? <laughs> what kind of name is Hoopie? <laughs> I remember that. See, yeah. He
1: dropped it an octave. In New York.
2: That's nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was. That
1: was <sighs> I that sure hope cool. she found that nexus. <laughs> uh, oh, the nexus! God. No one hopes the they found that.
3: But yeah, but it was but just it was, a just an great.
2: orgasm ribbon
3: floating through the,
2: the cosmos. Why wouldn't you want that? Another guy that I love was John Anderson, uh-huh. the, the 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 old couple, of the survivors. I thought that was that was that was a good episode too. But he was he was great. He was great, and he was once again. You see these actors, and you see why they were stars and why they you know had long careers because they were just so good. Yeah, you know, in these, you know, it's like. Interesting, interesting. Then they give them a speech, and they yeah. just do the speech and just go, "Oh, okay." That's how you're supposed to do that. Oh, no, it's just it's just amazing.
3: Would you mind uh, signing off the show by telling everyone to enjoy their burrito? As, uh, as Commander Worf,
2: <clears throat> enjoy the burrito.
3: Yeah, enjoy enjoy your burrito. You will
2: enjoy your burrito, or I will be displeased. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Best sign off ever. <laughs>